Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore. FM 104. It's Cormac and Trish here on Room 104. Now, our next guest did something different, we would say. Yeah, something that I wouldn't have the balls to do, but I would dream of doing. I would love to do this. Yeah. I, I for Whatever old man head I have on, I'm like, do you know what I'd love to do one day? Mm. Just find a cabin in the woods, miles away from society and civilization, where no yeah. one can annoy you, and then just set up and, I don't know, you're going around in a, a dressing gown with a cup of coffee and just working on your memoirs. <laughs> no, I have nothing to write about in my <laughs> memoirs, so that's the only problem. I'm like, right, need to do a few more things. But uh, joining us now on the show is somebody who... Um, I bought a former ghost town out in Utah and it's pretty much moved out there a couple of years ago um, and has been out there for the last while and we just wanted to get her on and see how she's doing, why she decided to move out, what exactly is the situation she's liking at the moment and what is it actually like moving to a place pretty much on your own, living alone in the middle of nowhere. We're delighted to welcome onto the show, onto Room 104 this evening, Eileen Musa, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Welcome, um, Eileen. That was a wonderful, thank you. That was a wonderful description of my life, actually. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> we'll just wrap it up there. We'll leave the interview there now. Thank you yeah, and good night, Yeah, Eileen. You actually, yeah, you actually nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, what's going on? You, a couple of years ago, you moved out into the middle of nowhere. Uh, why? Yeah, more than a couple, actually. I, I bought my place in uh, 2015, which is like ages ago. Um, why, you say? That's a good question. Um... You know, I, I don't know how it is in Dublin, but I was paying rent previously in Chicago. That was where I was before. And I had been paying rent for like 10 years, you mm. know what I mean? And I had seen this place. I was on vacation and I saw this house. It was like just an old log cabin in this ghost town. And I thought, you know what? That looks like the only house in America I could afford. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> like it's all run down. Like there was nothing. It was just like in total shambles and it seemed like nobody wanted it. You know what I mean? And I thought, if I could pay, instead of paying rent for one winter, maybe I could buy this house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I just thought if, if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, it will be an experience. Like it'll, I looked at it almost as an adventure, kind of like just to see how it would go. You know what I mean? And um, I haven't been back since. It was just, it, it, it worked out. I definitely got an adventure, but also... Um, it turned out to be something that I actually really love. And I, I do love the city as well, but um, yeah, there the, is something the rent about is never, you know, something about paying stupid rent for years on end where you're like, oh my God, this is suffocating. 
yeah and I had the same job for many years and I was just like you know what and I just turned 30 years old right and I was just like you know what I want to try this one thing let me just try it and see what happens you know what I mean you're a very brave woman though because some mornings I do get up and I think I hate people <laughs> you know, I yeah, just want right. to get away from everybody but you actually yeah. did it now in the first part of the documentary, because you, um, it's called Population of One Living Alone in an Abandoned Ghost Town. In the first part of this, you, the place you were in actually got broken uh, into at the very beginning of yeah. you getting out there. That would terrify me and put me on a plane or whatever it is back to where I came <laughs> from because I'd be so scared. Yeah. But you stuck it out. I did, yeah. Are you talking about the Vice document? There's yeah. been a few. Are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, actually, and I think what it was, was there was a lot of rumors about this old man who lived there hiding money. And so someone had found out that a person had bought it, and they were like, this is our last chance to look for the hidden money, I think. That's what that was about. And I... Yeah, it was scary. I mean, you know what, though? I, I was like, well, I already did it. I already spent all my money on it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't... There's At a certain point, it's like, you have to still try, right? Like there's been, it's been trying in a lot of ways, but there's still not enough to make me afraid of leaving necessarily. If I would have been in the house when it was broken into, that might've been a different story, but. Yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine. So for people who, who haven't seen exactly the, the, where you're living and how like abandoned it was, mm -hmm. like how, how, how would you describe it to, to, to people who have yet to see it? Um, how, you know, how abandoned is it? it? Well, it was, so it was abandoned in the 90s, but after it was like actually abandoned, a lot of people came through and vandalized and like squatted and things like that or, you know, took things. All the windows were broken. There was no door, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then I had my little trailer too, same thing, just like totally just rifled through. That's the thing, like it got broken into, but you know what though? It had been broken into before, mm. so it's not like... You know what I mean? <laughs> it's uh, it's like already been broken into many times. So it's kind of like, well, it's just, you know, they won't break into it hopefully when I'm there kind of kind of feeling, right? So and, and was there like running water and electricity and yeah, all that stuff? Do you not miss that stuff? Oh no. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, no. I it's funny because it was a previous town, right? So there was a phone line and I was able to get the internet right away, which was so helpful to me cuz then I didn't lose complete contact mm. with the world necessarily uh but it did take me a year to get the internet so i did not have the internet or running water uh or electricity for a while <laughs> and if anything kind of breaks down then who do you call who do you like if, you know if electricity call goes well, you in know call jordan is in the car there <laughs> well it's funny because when you have no water or electricity or internet that nothing really there's nothing to break down it's already the worst case scenario you're going into the worst case scenario <laughs> which is kind of nice because then you know that everything you do from that point is progress you know what i mean like i didn't have any previous carpentry skills or anything like that i just learned from working on that place and it's the perfect it's the perfect state of mind to learn because you know that you can't make it worse <laughs> you know what i mean okay and what about food and groceries and stuff do you do like a big shop yeah. every once a year and then store up everything or how does that work yeah, I did. I, I, I used to, now I have a refrigerator, but um, yeah, you just get a bunch of canned goods and again, think about it as an adventure and you have to be the kind of person I think who maybe enjoys a little bit of struggle, right? 
like part of you wants that because you don't want to be too comfortable anyway that's sort of the you know um so a lot of like you can't keep greens for very long you you know stuff like Mm. that you just have to live you have to learn how to live differently than what you normally are used to with like yeah refrigeration and running water things like that but um i mean the you know it's uh the colorado river is not that far away like i can take a bath there you know and it's like you can learn to live without all that stuff for a long time and especially when you think about you know go ahead and what about the people aspect of it then okay so you can learn to live without all of that but do you do you miss you know just a a warm contact of a friend or (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny you mention that because it's it's when i first came out there i was so surprised actually that i how how very little i was alone because there were first of all a lot of tourists that were there and i didn't expect that a lot of people come there just to see the ghost town which you know for a while they didn't know anyone was there so there were days where I would meet people and and so it's close to Moab right which is Arches National Park like very like tourist central place Mm. so I would actually meet people from around the world in this ghost town (laughs) because they would be there to see it as well and they would be so surprised that I was there that I made so many friends and connections through I, I met more people in Cisco than I ever have in any city because when you're the only one living there and there's people, you know, coming from China or, you know, coming from a lot of Europeans, a lot of Germans, yeah. they're so shocked to find someone there that you talk about things. And then I'm always interested in people that live in other countries. So I want to talk to them, too. And I've met I've known now I have friends that I've met throughout the world through Cisco that I'll have for the rest of my life. So it's kind of like you'd think you would be alone, but actually there was a certain point at one point there was like a Dutch TV show that came through and I was swamped with Dutch people for so That's long. Cool. That I was like, I can't, I can't even get out. I can't even leave my house. There's all these people out there. So- and now it's, it's, that's the thing. It's sort of like, it's like the most populous ghost town that you can imagine. It's like full of people. You're batting the tourists away going, I'm trying to get away from you all. Will you please yeah, stop it's, coming through? It's a very, yeah, it's a very strange dynamic. Like I enjoy it in a lot of ways, but some ways it's sort of like can be trying because sometimes I do want to just be alone. <laughs> That's why you I, moved you know, out I, there I, in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, no, it was good. Mostly I, I, I started my art residency program and I did want people to come out, um, artists and creative people. And, you know, it's I do like being alone, but I it's like the perfect mixture, honestly for me yeah so you that's what you, you mentioned the the art program there so that, that's what you're doing now you went yeah. out to kind of disconnect and uh, learn how to survive off the land and, and not have to pay rent and all that stuff that's a lot of people yeah. struggle with and you decided to change mm-hmm. careers and now tell us about the, the the art side of things yeah so well we we've had this program running now for some years actually um and it's going super well covid has sort of taken a toll on on the the program a little bit i think people are not interested as much in being isolated anymore <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, because everybody's been isolated for so long so we're actually working on making it free to apply this year um so that we can get more people and now we'll be open to international applicants whereas before we had to close it because of all the restrictions but it's going super well like we host let's see i mean i have eight artists now for this season and we're open for spring of next year right now. So 
I mean, we've hosted, I mean, when you think about, because we have a stipend, right? So we have the two artists who get the stipend, which is $500, and that will pay for their transportation or whatever. And then we host other people that applied but didn't get the exact um, mm. spot, right? So, because I want it full of artists all the time, right? That's why I made it. Um, so we do have... It's full mostly year round. So if you apply, you might not get the stipend, but you will definitely have a chance to stay and live and work in Cisco. Um, and I would say it's a success. I mean, we've had people come from all over the country. We, we, we've had all kinds of medium, sculpture, photography, like film, writers, I mean, musicians, poets, everybody. And That's uh, incredible. I'm, I'm really proud of it, yeah. Now, Eileen, for someone who wanted to get away from it all and live this private life, you have somewhat of a celebrity status now, <laughs> a bit of fame. How are you <laughs> dealing with that? <laughs> Do I? I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you have the cameras from abroad coming over to set up just to, you know, have document your life and document yeah. what's happening. And you're talking yeah. to us in Dublin right now, which it's right. completely random. You probably didn't expect that at the start of this. Yeah. No, I didn't, but I was really excited about it. Being my family is from Ireland, so um, no way. No, I, yeah, they're from uh, the county Meath. Ah, <laughs> I used to live there. I don't um, know probably knew them. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. The next <laughs> yeah, county up past Dublin, yeah. Yeah, shout out to the county Meath. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't get. Sometimes people recognize me in the grocery store, but I don't. There's no. I don't I don't I actually don't know what to say about that <laughs> well do, when you guys go to the grocery store probably say like I know your voice I know who you are it's probably the same thing you know what I mean and then they get angry and start shouting at you going oh my god get off the radio right, and like, you're sorry sorry my bad yeah you're the one you're the one <laughs> that's it uh, listen I mean before before we let you go um yeah. one final question like for you what is the best thing about making the decision to kind of move out and live in the middle of nowhere Oh, the best thing. Um, there's so many good things. I mean, it's changed my life completely. It's changed the way how, how I look at the world. Um, I can't. I can't even make. A, let's think. <sighs> That's a great question. Do we have time for some radio silence here? Yeah, we'll just sit in silence for we half think. an hour, and we'll be like, we'll okay. all talk amongst ourselves, right, right, and we right. get back. Yeah. I'm actually <laughs> imagining yeah, your life thing. of solitude right now. Mm. Yeah, the best. Yeah, the best thing. Um, I was able to get some distance and have time to think about like what I'm doing and who I am, I guess. And, and what, what is my purpose in this life? And also like the way I think about my relationship to the earth and my resources and environment, I guess is the best thing to really learn like who you are and where you are in the world and what is your purpose and how do you function and go about living in a society responsibly. And like, how do you not give back, but like, how do you respond to this world and how can you engage with it in a meaningful way? I suppose maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, that's so profound. Yeah. I, I like mean, it. there's so many, there's a lot of things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just learning to live without it. You, when you are without things like running water and electricity, you learn to live in a different way. And that's, that's really important. I think, I think for me as an American, I was raised in a somewhat comfortable environment and, I don't know if that is the way to understand the world that we live in and, and your relationship with those simple things and how 
how important they are and the human connection and all of those things that when you are comfortable, you don't see that those things are that important, mm. especially the importance of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when you're in a city, you see people all the time, but you don't engage with them. But when you're alone and there's someone who comes along who has their own story, then you really value that and you really want to engage with them. And that's how you learn about other people and, and, and yourself. I suppose Absolutely. that's it. Perfect, perfect. Well, uh, Eileen, um, thanks a million for giving up the time yeah. to talk to us this evening. We really appreciate it. It's a fascinating life, fascinating story that you have. If people want to find out more about uh, you and uh, anything yeah. else, is there anywhere online you'd recommend they can check out? Yeah, they can go on Instagram and there's also a Patreon that I have. It's at Home of the Brave. Um, the Instagram is uh, Big Trouble Little Cisco. And we do have a website. Uh, it's, all of that stuff is online. Uh, you can find it there. But the I can't even remember. See, I'm so bad at promoting myself. I don't remember the Patreon. <laughs> I can't remember the Patreon. But once you go on to the Instagram, it's there. You'll yeah, see all the, the info. link is in the bio. Yeah, the Instagram. And like uh, the Patreon is actually showing my projects that I'm working on right now, which is actually literally a cabin in the woods. So amazing. if you're interested in that kind of thing, and I record all the videos myself, and there's a lot of people that come through, and it's very like uh, low budget, very creative, strange um, music. I don't know. If you're into that kind of thing, you can find it there. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Eileen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Very best of luck with everything uh, in the future, and we will yeah. chat to you soon. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so Take much. Take care of yourself. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.